Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Hello, Cheryl. Wes is going to be in the new Sophology Christmas TV advert. What? This yes. is even bigger than being in the Daily Mail. What? Yes. Look on the Sophology Instagram account. There's a <gasps> snippet behind the scenes of the new Christmas advert. As far as I know, it's not out yet. I'm waiting. But he's on there. He's on there. He, he, he hates it. He's absolutely dreaded. You know, I can't, you know what? I don't, you know what? How I don't listen to the podcast? I yeah. don't want to see myself on the telly either. There he so, is. Ah! I'm going to add that to our Instagram story. <laughs> well, I am. Because I'm weird and self-aware. Brilliant. Um, so anyway, Love you it. saw something. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Thanks for that, Shell. Love it. <laughs> You saw something the other day, Matthew, that you wanted to talk to me about on here. Go for it. Oh, I did, but I mean, it's, it's not got... as good as being on a sofa company's got... Christmas advert, is it? Say, Jesus Christ! Got... Fuck all to do with sofas. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> Uh, anyway i tell you what our guest today is a vegan runner and before i before i bang on too much about vegan runners i'm just going to tell you that our local vegan runner group have booked our festive meal at the barn in willie um, fantastic restaurant that's vaguely local to us so there'll be yeah. 19 of us going for dinner uh, just after christmas very exciting fantastic looking forward to that yeah i know um our super fan martin went recently because he posted it on uh, his instagram yes um, a big massive plate full of food have you been yet yes we went oh we went for our wedding anniversary yes okay uh, early September, we went for the Carvery. Yes. Yeah, I thought you had. It's tremendous. Yeah. Um, next time you come down, not not this weekend when you're coming down, but the next time after the that, next time. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try and engineer. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. This has been the most interesting intro we've ever done. Well, it has because I've seen you. You're famous. Uh, you're on the sophology advert anyway if anybody wants to get in touch with us ask us any questions if you want to come on the podcast um just send his autograph god no if you want where's he's going to set himself up on cameo if you want a video message (laughs) (laughs) oh you're such a dick um (laughs) Yeah, but if you do want to get in touch, then just search for us at How I Vegan Podcast, or you can email us. And if they were yes, you, to email us, what would yes. they do? 
Well, if you're on email and you simply have to be these days, uh, you should send us a message to howiveganpodcast at gmail.com. Today, uh, we're welcoming a vegan runner who moved from the UK to France, is a budding podcaster with a brand new true crime pod, Felonius, about to launch. And that's not even the most exciting announcement that she's made in the last week, because she's told the world that baby number two is on the way. Uh, so <laughs> listeners, you might know her on Instagram as Auntie Yaya. Our guest in this episode is Nazia. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's <laughs> very exciting. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Apprehension coming through there. <laughs> no, no, it is exciting, but it's also very, very daunting because um, yeah. I have a, a, a daughter who's um, going to be 17 months. So I'm going to be having two kids under the age of two. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which can tell you all about that. Yeah, I can oh, do really? all that. Your... Yeah, uh, we have a 15 month gap. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No I mean, they're, teenagers that now. they're teenagers now, but, um, but yeah, they, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah, I know. I'm, was, I'm reading up on all the horror stories just to kind of mentally prepare myself. <laughs> yeah, don't read the however horror stories. Bad it is, good stuff yeah, however bad it is, people have been through it as well. You you won't be on your own, will you? Yeah, exactly. No, no, and I've got a good, great support system. So that's hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it will help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting, though. Um, vegan babies, or yes, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, my partner isn't vegan, but um, we're raising the little ones vegan, and um, I've been vegan throughout my pregnancy. Haven't had any issues. Fantastic. Frankly. Who'd have thought that? I. Eh? <laughs> I know, but I think what does help is that, that I've been vegan for about 13 years. Um, whereas I've read like when people have gone newly vegan and then they've gotten pregnant, they still sometimes get cravings. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I've like just seen on forums people asking for advice, like how do they, how are they supposed to deal with that? But I think thankfully mm -hmm. it's been so long since I had meat. I haven't, didn't have any weird cravings and there's so many substitutes now available anyway. Um, yeah so you've got no excuse really it's it's great to meet you and um it will be virtually um I think you were without sounding too creepy hopefully but you were one of the first vegan runners that I think I started following on um, Instagram no way when I, uh, when I first went vegan yeah I really? um yeah I went after probably a few months I saw a picture of someone that I'd been following wearing the the green and black yeah and I was like oh my god what is this and uh, and then I just went on like a spree of trying to find as many vegan runners as, as I could oh fantastic and, uh, yeah there's um there's an iconic photo of you being chased by <laughs> loads of runners and that was the yeah. vegan runners it was like the um, header on the Facebook page for on the park run years, uh, wasn't Facebook. it? Yeah, and yeah. I think it made a comeback. Um, it went off for a bit, and then for some reason, Mike put it back on, and I was Brilliant. really embarrassed because I'd completely forgotten <laughs> oh, about really? it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a really great one because it just looks like they're all chasing you, and you're just like running, and they're all in in your wake because they can't keep up. 
Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was a great photo. Very, very well timed. Because um, I'm sure it's some perfect. of those people did overtake me at the finish. <laughs> <laughs> Not long after that photo. Don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah sorry you can you can cut that I'll bit edit out that bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. so tell us about felonious your true crime podcast that's launching soon yeah so um so as, as you mentioned I moved to France and my best friend who I've we've known each other since we were four years old um she moved to Sweden and wow. yeah so we both kind of left <laughs> the UK um, she left before me um and you did a reverse just, Brexit yeah yeah basically <laughs> and um like we've obviously kept in touch and I just thought why don't we both do this as a project I just said like mentioned it I was, I was like do you want to start a podcast together and she was like yeah why not and um we had that conversation in April May so the last few months we've been just working on you know, doing loads of research. We've pre-recorded about wow. 10 episodes. And wow. uh, oh. yeah, yeah, we've kind of taken it really seriously. And I think like, it's just a nice project for us to both work on and it helps keep us in touch. Yes. Because um, sometimes when you move away, it's really easy to lose touch with people. Um, so mm. I just thought that was just a nice thing to mm. like do together. Yeah, so you and your mate to used us. to live. Sorry. So yeah, I was gonna say, so you and your mate lived close together. You've both moved into different countries and then you yeah. decided to do a podcast, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. basically. <laughs> yeah, very, very similar, but not yeah. in not in different countries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just been um like good fun. It makes us keep in touch with each other every day, but it's also given us something else to talk about other than our daily lives and stupid mm. things we share from the internet with each other and we're trying to focus on crimes that have happened in like Europe or Asia like basically trying to steer away from UK and US cases which I think a lot of the current true crime podcasts focus on um, like we still have some cases from the UK and the US but we're trying to predominantly not like come mm. out of those areas um, mm. just to give some something different to listen to nice yeah. look forward to that, that have really you good. got a launch have you got a launch date set yes yeah, so our first episode should be coming out um on the 12th of december excellent hopefully okay. if all the tech goes well <laughs> okay now that's cool we'll uh, we'll link to it in the show notes so people can have a listen can you give us any teasers for the first episode or you're launching uh, you're doing all launching it all in one go or one episode a week or fortnight? Uh, just one episode a week. Um, okay. So the idea was just to give us a bit of a head start, especially with Christmas coming up. Yes. So we can have a bit of a break and research future cases. But yeah, I won't give away the name of the first person we're going to talk about, but he was a serial killer and he was also uh, a womanizer, a gambling addict, a fraudulent businessman, and he was very well travelled. So that's the only wow. clue I'm going to give. <laughs> Could be any Tory MP. Yeah, that's uh. true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> oh, imagine doing research for a pod, Wes. I know. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just... fun. 
because we get to you know we we have an interest in true crime anyway so it's we're watching documentaries or reading books and articles on things we would have you know yeah. got, gotten into anyway but then we have to write notes and do a script mm. and like Brilliant. deep dive and fact check and all that stuff I love that so, yeah. yeah that sounds great that sounds yeah. great is it yeah, it's going to be on Spotify and all the usual but yeah no it will be on all the major podcast platforms hopefully awesome okay well we'll look out for that that sounds exciting so uh, whereabouts in, in France did you move to somewhere uh, one of the cities or somewhere rural um so we're in the suburbs just outside of Paris um, okay. It's about an hour from Gardenaud station. So we're, we're like a train journey into Paris, which isn't too mm -hmm. bad, but it's mm -hmm. very, very I'm, I'm London born and bred. So where we're living now is very, very quiet compared to <laughs> what I'm yeah, used that, to. Yes, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That, that is quite a change that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So you mentioned that you've been vegan 13 years. What's the what's your vegan story? So when I was 15, around 15, I went vegetarian. And I think that was partly for the animals and partly teenage rebellion. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a, I'm from a Muslim family and Bengali family. So like meat and fish is very, very prominent in, in our culture. And my sister's vegetarian and she's been she's older than me so she was vegetarian at that time as well so she was part of the influence then and then as I got older in around 2009 I started dating a boyfriend at the time and he was he was a meat eater but he was I don't like using this description but he was kind of like the hippie type um <laughs> a sorry <Yeah>. hippie <laughs> if you know the type <laughs> He's a hippie because so, he could afford to be. Yeah, basically. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, he was a meat eater at the time, and um, and I remember saying to him one day, oh, "I feel like going vegan," and he was like, "Why?" I was like, "I don't know. I just feel like it's the logical step." I didn't know anything about the dairy industry. I didn't know anything, you know, about the egg industry. I just thought it kind of like, "Why am I eating any products from animals if I'm not eating meat?" And then he was like, oh, that's a bit extreme. Um, and then so I thought, okay, I won't go vegan because I didn't want to like upset him or whatever. Um, but then a few months later, when I was in France visiting family, he um, emailed and he said, when you come back, do you want to go vegan together? I was like, oh, that's a bit extreme, isn't it? Because <laughs> he was going from like not eating meat. I mean, it's from eating meat going full um straight going full on vegan and I think at the time for him he had a Buddhist friend so that was his influence mm. um so yeah we made the transition together and we didn't do the cold turkey approach we just kind of cut out one ingredient at a time so I think it took me maybe a couple of months to fully transition and that was yeah 2009 2010-ish around that time fantastic yeah. That's incredible. So just you say about like cutting an ingredient out. Yeah. Like, how does that work? So I just kind of dropped a food type per week. So I think I can't remember if it was cheese that was the first or the last. But like, for example, one week I stopped eating cheese. 
another week mm. I stopped having milk stopped having chocolate um honey so it's just gradual <laughs> gradually okay. cutting things out that were that was in my everyday diet yeah I like that that um the sort of structured approach yeah. sort of doing it quite methodically and then it gives you time to I guess plan what's next and what to replace it with and all that kind of thing. yeah and just trying if I was having substitutes give having a chance to try one substitute at a time or if there weren't any substitutes just getting used to eating without that mm. thing yeah you know so did you have any difficulties did you find anything that was that was a bit of a struggle when you went vegan or not not really so I was living at home with my parents at the time and when I went vegetarian that was more of a shock because I was giving up the mm. meat and fish mm. um but then over time my mum got used to it and like she was cooking because I was a teenager then so she was cooking vegetable curries for me but when I went vegan I think because she knew I wasn't eating animals as it is not having dairy or other products didn't really bother her um and right. actually she even recognized that when I cut out dairy that was healthier for me so I used to get really bad eczema in the summer like all over my face all over my neck and arms but when I cut wow. out the dairy it reduced drastically and there were other health benefits so you know if I got a cold I recovered quicker um, I just felt like I had more energy but yeah like because I was eating mostly home-cooked meals at that point in my life I didn't really eat out very often I didn't struggle and yeah it was it was okay actually that's cool so you mentioned there that you found it was a big shock for your family uh, when you first went vegetarian mm. um how did that sort of uh, manifest itself what were the what was the sort of reaction the biggest one was I'm just copying my sister it's going to be oh, a phase yeah. <laughs> you know I'm not yeah. it's not going to last long and um, there was a lot of denial from my parents, uh, from my mum especially. And, you know, there, there were just arguments within the family and they'd say things like, oh, well, God put animals on the earth for us to eat, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people were worried about my health as well, because obviously for them, a lot of their nutrition is from the meat. And mm. I'd get questions like, well, if you're not going to eat, chicken and beef what are you going to eat <laughs> um, mm. and funny one of the catalysts that actually made me go vegetarian as well also was we went to me and my family went to America and my aunt in America she cooked a vegetable curry with like vegetables I've never ever eaten in my life before and there were simple things like mushrooms and broccoli but because it wasn't part of my family's like home cooking oh, I'd never yeah. had it before so my aunt she just cooked this amazing curry and I was like why haven't I why aren't I eating this every day <laughs> yeah. and I said to my mum mum you can just cook this every day I'll be happy so yeah I think you know for a lot of my family at that time it was just a very unfamiliar concept for them and yeah like I think still in my family I'm the only vegan oh yeah um, okay yeah <laughs> um but yeah like being vegetarian was just like me and my sister we we were the only vegetarian um in our family at that point 
Brilliant. And your sister hasn't followed you? No, she hasn't. She's she's cut down like she'll have plant milks, but she she's still vegetarian. She hasn't gone vegan. Right. So what's Oops. with the what's with your other half? Why is he gone? Thank you, Josephine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he's, he's in the background. So if you don't want to say, that's fine. We can see him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise you could see him. <laughs> <laughs> before before you start saying something that's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I think you know it's just the French culture, isn't it? But no, he eats vegan at home. Um, okay. And when we eat with his family, they, they'll cook vegan or I'll cook vegan for them. Um, and when we had, so we're not legally married. We had a, an Islamic ceremony. We're waiting to do the legal thing at some point. But um, when we had our religious marriage ceremony, that was all vegan. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a big um, deal, isn't it? Yeah, so basically um, my mum, we had our religious ceremony because my mom has been diagnosed with cancer and uh so we got married as one of her last wishes to see me married right. off so it's like a very like quickly planned uh, ceremony so it's mostly my family and um I remember going to the venue and I said it's it's got to be vegan and they'd never done I don't think they'd ever done a vegetarian wedding before um wow. and it was Indian caterers and I said look you've got the curries you just need to not cook it with ghee and they were like yeah okay, yeah you, you know <laughs> it's still going to taste good and um yeah. my mum was joking she was like oh, she's gonna have a fruit salad party for her wedding <laughs> <laughs> and my other relatives they were like what are we gonna eat like how are we supposed to eat all this because at Bengali weddings again you have the meat curry the chicken curry the fish curry the only usually the only vegetarian option at a Bengali wedding is dal and even then it might yeah. have ghee so wow uh, and you might maybe get some vegetarian samosas and whatnot so yeah my family my extended family they were just like what are we gonna eat at this wedding <laughs> <laughs> but on the day um so my brother was walking around just checking how everything was going and he said you know people are having second and third servings hey, there and we go. um and the event manager <laughs> he was really impressed and he was like we've never thought to offer um vegan and vegetarian options at really? our venue but we will now and I said look this is how easy it is um and I baked my own cake and it was vegan and apparently people are fighting over the slices brilliant <laughs> so Fantastic. so when we have our french wedding will it will be vegan as well um brilliant. and thankfully like his family they're, they're very open um to the idea of having vegan food um oh, but yeah and i think in just it's just french culture it's still way 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 behind Really, I was going to ask you about that. What's the comparison? Because obviously you've lived, I mean, living in London probably isn't a fair reflection of the whole of the UK. I think it's um, obviously one of the top cities for, for vegan restaurants and stuff. But yeah, in yeah. comparison. I think, um, yeah, I mean, London, we are very spoilt in London. And I, even in other big cities of the UK, so you've got like Manchester and Brighton, 
Mm. um, which are known to be great for veganism. And, you know, it's a good thing and a bad thing that the UK has a lot of um, restaurant branches like Wagamama's and whatnot, where they have a lot of vegan options on their menu. Mm. So wherever you go, that's a city, you know, you can get a vegan option. Um, But even in some of the more remote places in the UK, like out in Essex or uh, wherever else, I've been surprised where we've managed to go to pubs and they'll have one or two vegan options mm. on the on the menu. Whereas in France, um, firstly, there aren't many uh, restaurant branches. There's a lot of local businesses, but they have the local attitudes. Um, so not a lot of them have vegan options. Um, in Paris, there's more and more vegan, like specifically vegan restaurants and cafes. So it is getting better. Um, we went to Bordeaux, I think it was three years ago, so in between the pandemic. Um, but we went to Bordeaux and that was quite like surprisingly okay for vegan food yeah. as well. Um, okay. The supermarkets are getting better. There's a lot of options now. Um, so in terms of home cooking and like buying groceries, it's absolutely fine, but it's just eating out is the biggest issue and people's general attitudes towards it oh really <laughs> yeah yeah they're, they're not backwards and coming forwards and telling you how wrong you are um just the you know the usual questions and um yeah yeah i think it's just a, the collective attitude oh, okay what, what and... what's the french for if you were stuck on a desert island and there was just a pig <laughs> don't know i haven't actually been asked that question thankfully oh okay no. good <laughs> yeah no um i'm trying to think of what maybe because it's been in french i haven't really paid attention <laughs> <laughs> but um Brilliant. yeah i think a lot of people they from what i've experienced they're not convinced by the animal ethics aside they're not convinced by the health benefits and the climate benefits of veganism okay. yeah mm. still so. some way to go on that yeah i think so what's the best thing about being vegan feeling better <laughs> i think <laughs> i mean yeah there's a um assurance that you're not contributing um to animal harm um so that you know obvious point aside i think just the health benefits of it and it's way easier than people think like you don't have to get all the processed fake meats and fake cheeses just cook with a whole bunch as many vegetables as you can think of <laughs> and you can't really go wrong <laughs> no you know i was thinking of that when you said about the veg- vegetable curries it's literally it's just get a load of veg and chuck it in with a bit of stock and some spices isn't that yeah that's a brilliant it's dinner a- yeah yeah it's and so easy is, it's so easy to improvise and even if yeah. you follow a recipe loosely you're still going to get a great meal out of it like yeah very rarely i'm disappointed by my own cooking (laughs) if i say so myself 
<laughs> well, my wife is the same. She's a great cook because I can follow a recipe, but she can go in the kitchen and get some like vegetables, chop them up. Like I say, chuck them in just like willy nilly with the spices and it tastes yeah. amazing. And it's um, it's just the simplest of things for a really healthy, healthy meal. It's like, why, why isn't everyone doing this? Yeah. yeah. And it's cost effective. Like people yeah. always think there's that misconception that being vegan is expensive. And it's like, yeah, only if you get specific products. But if you're mm. just buying grains, fruit and veg, it's really cheap. Um, yeah. And actually, yeah. like during lockdown, I think that was probably the healthiest time. One of the healthiest periods of my life because um, I wasn't working. So I thought, OK, I can't waste my money on food I don't need. And I was just cooking really fresh, healthy stuff without any of the like processed foods. And, uh, you know, I I wasn't lacking in anything. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Fantastic. So um, having talked about how easy it is to cook uh, fresh, um, healthy food, what's what's your favorite vegan product at the moment? So, so my favorite vegan product at the moment well both of ours mine and my partners it's um the it's the la vie um oh, you know yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. The bacon. <laughs> um we've had the bacon they've just come out with the ham slices and what? we yeah oh, oh my god wow and also me coming from a muslim background it's like if you're muslim you can have this because it's vegan it's not a real pig <laughs> it's a double win yeah exactly but so i've never had ham before but it tastes delicious the the vegan stuff anyway um but yeah we've been having we've bought so many packets of the ham and the funny thing is my um my toddler she loves it one of our cats is really really fussy about what cat food she likes but she goes absolutely mental for this ham no way yeah like as soon as she's in it (laughs) (laughs) don't know but like my daughter when we first gave it to my daughter she was like eating it and she was dropping bits on the floor and the cat was just like following her around and eating it and then licking the empty packet (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and she is the most fussiest cat I've ever known but she loves this ham so that's a that's a you know quite a statement for for the company um but yeah so we've been having the bacon we've had the ham and then there's the lardon as well which we've we've bought a lot of their products it's it's gotten a bit expensive (laughs) (laughs) yeah are you trying to get sorry go on what's what's lardon don't know actually it's like little bits isn't it it's just yeah like tiny chunks i don't i don't know in the pig sense what it is like what part of the body or what they do with it I have no idea I don't even know what ham is um but uh but yeah it's just like tiny chunks but we've been um putting that in like uh my partner made a pasta sauce the other week with soy cream mushrooms spices and the lardon um and yeah we've been using that in various forms Mm. of cooking yeah, it's it's, it's kind thing. of bake. It tastes bacony, doesn't it? But it's like yeah. tiny little bits. We have it on um, loose uh, mac and cheese. She, oh, cheese with a Z. Oh, I have to try that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, very good. Very I'm good. Like, I'll have to add uh, that to our shopping list. They're going to get more of our money. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had the um, Levy one. I haven't seen that in um, supermarkets over here yet. Oh, but, really? Uh, not yet. No, it's been advertised. I've seen it advertised, but not. Ah. Oh. Not, not for sale. Not in the shops anywhere. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. But... Oh no, but I've like I've been loving it. I've been never had a bacon lettuce sandwich. I've made my had my first bacon lettuce sam uh, bacon lettuce tomato sandwich. Yeah. Um and we had croque monsieur with uh, oh. ham and cheese. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. I love that. <laughs> really fantastic. What advice would you give to anyone who came to you thinking about going vegan? I think first things first, don't worry about making mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, even when I, in the early days of me being vegan, there was so much I didn't know. So I started learning about all the various aspects of the animal exploitation industries after I went vegan. So I was kind mm -hmm. of making mistakes as I went along. Um, so for anyone who's looking to make the transition, like don't be don't worry about being perfect. Um, just do the best you can. And that's what we all can do really. Um, and make sure that you know enough about nutrition. Cause I think a lot of people um, probably go into it without researching enough um, about nutrition and they can make mistakes where they end up deficient in something which can happen with yeah. a lot of people regardless of what diet you follow yes yeah. let's face it when oh, we're yeah. growing up we're not taught about nutrition but there's so many resources out there there's forums there's podcasts there's online groups where you can like just ask questions and people will be willing to help and yeah just like be patient with it don't knock it too early you know some people they'll try being vegan and they might have some sort of reaction or they might have something that concerns them but you know it's an adjustment for the body and you just have mm -hmm. to give it time and there's always a way around it so yeah, yeah I think I like those that. are the key points there's always a way yeah that's cool all right good so who is your vegan inspiration oh that's a tough one <laughs> i'm sure everyone says fiona oaks so i won't say not <laughs> everyone but we'll, we can have that we'll have yeah that. no fiona oaks because she's yeah. like the og um, vegan runner yeah she's the og vegan runner just her life story um and she's very intrinsically motivated in everything she does like it's really really admirable and yeah she's just an amazing person and I think the other person would probably be Rich Roll um I listen to his podcasts a lot and just his journey as well um like he didn't go vegan for the animals he went for a very selfish reason but then like he he, he is vegan for the animals now but he's also like another amazing athlete and he's someone you know so Fiona Oak she went vegan when she was six and she's always been a sporty person growing up mm -hmm. um and 
the thing that you can admire about her is that she's been consistent, she's stuck to it. Whereas Rich Roll, he made a massive life change when he was 40. Um, oh, same as us, Wes. Yeah, so there's still time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he basically, um, I don't know if you know about his, his story. Um, no, not really. So he, he used to be like a lawyer. He had the standard American junk food diet. Um, when he was younger, he was a swimmer. So he was athletic in his youth, but then he, you know, adulthood, um, got married, had kids, was climbing the corporate ladder. And um, he was just climbing up a set of stairs in his house and struggled to breathe, thought he was going to have a heart attack. And then oh he God. just realized, OK, I need to do something about this, switched his diet around. And then he became an ultra athlete. What? Wow. Yeah. And he's like one of the like top athletes that there's, there's been. So if definitely he's got an autobiography called Finding Ultra. Um, it's okay. definitely worth listening to or reading if you have the chance. Um, and okay. his podcast is amazing. He, he has so many inspirational people on his podcasts. Um, Went vegan at vegans. 40, started a podcast. Just like us, Wes. Just like us, apart from the ultra, apart from the ultra two athlete, out, athleticism. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're on the right track. We're so close. We're so close. Oh no! Look at us. Look at us. There's nothing better than a hunk of prime Labrador steak, wonderfully marbled, and that is almost entirely dependent on how it's produced. Elwood's organic dog meat has complete control of this entire journey. So I'm here at Elwood's farm to find out a little more about it. Welcome to Elwood Farms. Thank you very much, Elwood. I hear you do a bit of barbecuing. I do a little bit of barbecuing every now and then, yes. From a chef's point of view, consistency is key for everything. It doesn't matter if it's a Rottweiler ribeye, a Pyrenees mince, or a lab sirloin. You can always tell when the dog comes from a place where it was well reared. And every step has to be right, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, you should see these guys! So, from an Elwood's point of view, there's complete traceability. Absolutely. Unrivaled traceability, so it's fine. Every single piece of dog meat? Yeah, from pub to farmer's market. Everything the dog's been fed? Everything about it. For each dog? Yeah. Only Marks and Spencer's and Whole Foods do this. Where else can people order from? From ElwoodDogMeat.com. That's E-L-W-O-O-D. For top quality meat from dogs for people. Meat that's local, sustainable and humanely harvested. There's only Elwood's organic dog meat. <laughs> they seem pretty friendly, don't they? They're more responsive to me than my kids, to be honest. You got your glasses on. Ah, busted. Fall <laughs> <laughs> out with some people. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with wearing glasses. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not. It's just it's, there's no point. But there's no at the minute to get into it, there was a point and now there's not. So there's yeah. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that word. Oh, that uh, is funny.
No. You've, you've thrown him right off there. Sorry. I haven't. <laughs> here's, a, here's a question for you. Etsy to etay sur une île de avec une seul cochon. Oh, wow. Yeah. What if, you, Those... what if you're on a desert island with just one pig? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you going to practice that for when you come to France? Yeah. <laughs> was that on Duolingo today, Wes? Yeah, that, that very that very phrase was on Duolingo yeah. today. Absolutely. Oh really? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You know, sometimes Duolingo, they I, I don't know if they like know who they're vegan users are but sometimes it comes yeah. with sentences like vegan sentences <laughs> yeah i've had i don't eat meat and i don't like meat yeah um they've, they've come up yeah mm. there was even one recently um something about like an anti-zoo sentence which i was impressed oh, with really? yeah i can't remember That's what it incredible. was but i was like wow <laughs> yeah so thank you for coming back first of all um we always worry that our guest isn't going to come back but um it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet but uh so uh, touch wood so although although good. your husband doesn't come back i've just rotated it to face the wall or I've, I've, I've spun my laptop around i didn't realize oh, right, okay. that he was um in the background of my screen <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's, he wasn't flicking the V's or doing the bunny ears or anything. So it's, no, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! So, um, what's your favourite vegan venue or restaurant? So in London, it was Piretta. Um, oh yes, that's the pizza place, isn't it? Yeah, and even my partner, um, we had a thing when. Uh, before I moved to France, whenever he was in London, we'd go to Parezza. Oh. It was like, it had to be done. Best pizzas ever. And actually, my old workplace, my boss is vegan. Oh, and um, he, he he's like a lifelong vegetarian and he went vegan um, not long after I started working there. So one year he left me in charge of doing the Christmas uh, work do. Fantastic. And I was like... <laughs> Let's go to Parezza. <laughs> yeah, I got to decide. I mean, we'd always gone to. I think the previous two years, um, we'd gone to Mildred's. So it was always a vegetarian yes. restaurant because yeah. he was vegetarian and he was paying for the food. So he's like, "I'm not going to pay for meat," which everyone was fine with. So we'd we'd been to Mildred's. There was another one we went to. I think it was called the Gate, another like somewhere in Islington. But yeah, so when it was my turn to plan the work Christmas do I picked Parezza and if I'm not mistaken since I've left I think they've gone to Parezza again so no way <laughs> yeah that's fantastic <laughs> I know it's brilliant um uh so yeah in London it would be Parezza in France to be honest I haven't tried many of the vegan restaurants in Paris but the one that I have gone back to a few times it's called Hank Burger and it's really good so if you're ever in paris definitely check out hank they've got two locations and they do amazing burgers and other like really stodgy vegan foods 
<laughs> so yeah. is Perez like wholly vegan? Yeah, it's a fully it vegan pizzeria. And I think um, a few years ago, or not long after they opened, they actually won the UK Pizza Award. Mm. Some, I can't, yeah, they won a, an award um, out of all the pizzas. Their vegan pizza won the award. That's really Brilliant. impressive. Yeah. And um, I bet that caused some issues. <laughs> yeah. And I think they seem to change their menu, like not too regularly, but you know, like you'll get something new once in a while. And the amount of times I've been, it's never been disappointing. They've always um, like, come up with something good. good. Yeah. yeah. Wes, I've got some news for you. Oh, there hello. One in, there's one in Manchester. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, they've got I a tiny one in... Name, actually. I think they've got a tiny one in Brighton. But they've got... The one I've been to has been in, in London. Oh, so, in Camden? Yes. Oh, do you know what? I've got a leaving due to organise in January. That's very tempting. <laughs> very tempting. <laughs> do it. They won't be, oh, no one will be disappointed. <laughs> and they do I amazing might. desserts as well. So, pizza and what's pudding. What sort yeah. of desserts? So, I don't think they do it anymore. But when the first time I went, they did an Oreo pizza. That was really, what? really indulgent. Yeah, it was like a pizza, just a small pizza base with Nutella, Oreos, and you can have an ice cream in the middle. It was really, really Jesus. indulgent. Um, I've had vegan tiramisu there. If I remember correctly, they do nice cocktails as well, if you drink. Yeah, whenever I've had dessert there, it's... Basically, when I go there, I eat too much. <laughs> there's so much to choose from. And even if I have to take something home, <laughs> like I take a goodie Brilliant. bag home. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. Magic. That's where my leaving do is going to be. Fantastic. <laughs> You're coming up here soon, Oh, we are. Yeah, the week before Christmas, we're going to be up. Yeah. I just tell the kids we're going for pizza and not tell them that it's plant-based. Where? So we started this question because of the term dystopia of us living, of vegans living in a, um, a carnies world. Um, oh, yeah. And the, 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 the sadness we feel um, surrounded by people <laughs> that eat meat. So do you have any hope for the future? Oh, God, that's a difficult one. And I've thought about this a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to be hopeful. I think in terms of the general population, I do have hope. I think more people are kind of realising that there's some power within ourselves to make a change. You know, we can do what we can do. It still makes, has an impact. It might not feel like it, but at the same time, you do have governments and corporations making absolutely devastating decisions and you know yes they do have the majority of the power unfortunately um mm -hmm. and they are the biggest culprits in terms of the damage being done um to the world this is really this is quite a deep <laughs> ending <That's laughs> to right. a podcast sorry um <laughs> but no like i think at the same time it seems to be like a massive polar opposite there's you know part of the spectrum where more people are waking up making the change um for the better and then on the other end you've got you know 
powers that be that aren't uh that aren't doing what they should be doing and then you've got mm. idiots like carnival diet people you yeah. know yes. spreading all this stupid information online that oats are bad for you and <laughs> you know <laughs> while they're eating a big massive chunk of raw meat yeah. and, and what is what's wrong with people I know. And I think that's really dangerous. I mean, if you've got people like Andrew Tate who can influence loads of young minds, yeah. can you imagine what these carnists can, you know, and it's unbelievable. It's yeah, it's quite dangerous. But, you know, as I said, I, I'm hoping that the right information eventually gets out. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm hopeful. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to be too like pessimistic either. Um mm. but I think generally like veganism has you know it's skyrocketed so much yeah. in the last few years. And I I don't think that trajectory is gonna change direction. Um no, you must have seen so much change in the years you've been vegan because you were yeah. there before it sort of really kicked off. Yeah, and I think social media has a massive role in that because, yeah, back then, like, I didn't know any vegans. It's going because of vegan runners that I met other vegans. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, Same here. Uh, yeah. Same here. Um, I mean, I, I knew my first vegan when I was 15. He was a, a friend who I also dated, like, very briefly. He was the only vegan that I'd ever known as a child. And back then, no one knew any vegans like no. didn't even know what veganism was um but then like with social media people connecting with one another um there's more podcasts there's more documentaries there's it's more spoken about in mainstream media whether it's negative or positive and even in like just entertainment veganism is showing up a lot more so yeah. I don't think that's going to change um, in the future. And so that gives me a bit of hope. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. I think that sort of, I guess, grassroots, I suppose mm. you'd say, the sort of people power. But then you, yeah, you know, I, I feel like that, like, you know, there's more and more vegans, but then you read things like, what is it, like the top polluting companies cause 70 odd percent of all the pollution and things like that and I know that's not veganism yeah. that's <clears throat> climate but for me it's all really it's interrelated that, isn't it yeah that kind of brings me back down again <laughs> yeah yeah and I think you know when you hear about like big farming companies like factory farming and just the destruction that they're causing to natural environments and local wildlife and just the, you know, just the like secondary effects of animal agriculture still having an effect on the rest of the world. Yeah, it's a bit grim. <laughs> yeah, but so not to end on a downer, we are <laughs> just around the corner from uh, Veganuary. So yeah. hopefully that will be, you know, another opportunity to get the message out and get people um, get people thinking in a positive way so that we can hopefully change a few more minds yeah definitely I think like every veganuary has been amazing every year I 
seem to come across someone who's trying it um mm. and mm. not everyone sticks to it but a majority of the people do um and i think like as vegans ourselves the only thing we can really do apart from the various forms of activism uh, i think just live by example and then the, the message yeah. gets through to someone eventually um you know you can't expect people to change overnight no and once we, they see we didn't that... change overnight <laughs> no exactly and once they see that we're not all dying of protein deficiency and you know just uh, collapsing all the time and all that kind of thing that that people will realize oh actually do you know what maybe there is something in this yeah and like one thing i've noticed since you know becoming a mum like going through pregnancy and now raising a child um show it you know there's been the odd comments like oh you know a you shouldn't force your child to be vegan it's like well you shouldn't force your child to eat chicken either um without telling them where it's from yeah. <laughs> um and b um you know they're worried about uh nutrient deficiencies and it's like no like it's nobody it's out, nobody asks very... that of carnivore parents <laughs> no. do they no no exactly um and yeah it's like it's very doable there's nothing to mm. worry about and I think that's the other thing like as new vegans especially when they become new parents there's a lot of uncertainty and they worry that they're not doing right by their child but like it's absolutely fine and there's so much support out there to reassure them and give them advice um, that's it yeah yes yeah that is one of the positive things about social media and the internet is that there is that advice available yeah. now that wasn't yeah. not not that long ago yeah yeah especially you know for vegan parents um like it can be quite being a parent itself can be quite a lonely experience but when you're a vegan parent it's even more <laughs> yeah i can yeah, only imagine that. all the challenges new parents get right like over advice of how you're parenting and judgment over how you're doing it oh, yeah. you know, yeah, in, any, yeah, yeah. in any 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 decision you make as a parent you're judged on it so if you yeah. if you're if you're vegan then oh my god you must be mental yeah. what's going on yeah. it's like you're abusing your child and it's yeah, like, yeah. No, <laughs> anything but <laughs> yeah exactly that's it you know and wow. like i think again just having an open mind if like your child grows up later on and decides not to be vegan that's you can't there's only so much you can do as long as you've given them all them the information to make that yeah. informed choice yes that's know. it yeah oh. yes, that's a good shout fantastic well nazia we've reached the end thank you so much for joining us no um, thank you for having me that's been uh it's been really fantastic and um we will look forward to hearing more from you uh when uh felonius is released yeah <laughs> I, might, I might end up listening to that more than i listen to this <laughs> well you know you, you can listen to our podcast and then you can listen to this one as a palate cleanser too. <laughs> that was uh that was, that was a great chat enjoyed it was that lovely. yes nice. it was great fun. Bit of great fun yeah yeah good i can't i, I can't speak french but i did speak a bit of french that was rubbish but there we go all right i thought you were going to say i can't speak french but i do kiss that way um 
but um, yes, uh, that was good. I'm on a 100 day streak of Swedish, and I made. I'm going to make absolutely no attempts to say that in Swedish. I've got no idea how that would go. Can you say I speak Swedish? No, because it wouldn't be true. Okay, but when I was learning Norwegian, one of the early one of the early lessons was Jai Snacken Norsk, which is I oh, that's Norwegian. a nice one. Yeah, Snacken Norsk. Okay. So if any if any Norwegian people are listening and I pronounced that really badly, I'm really sorry. But no, it was good. It was it was a nice chat. I enjoyed that. It was good. Yes. Very informative. Yes. Very informative. And it's good to get a perspective of being vegan in two different countries. Yes. And two major cities in those two different yeah. countries, well, which is good. And how different it is. It's it's you know, me, me and me and Michelle were in Edinburgh a few weeks ago, and you think Edinburgh, nor yeah. you know, Scotland, like <laughs> ancient, ancient city. Think? Yeah. Well, I was like, there's not, there's not going to be anything, you know, oh, apart right. from the odd, you know, option here or there. But there's, there's loads of cafes and restaurants. It's like really, really contemporary as well as being ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any vegan yeah, I mean, restaurant recommendations? Um. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, you just had McPlant every day, did you? You caught, you caught me off guard. Um, oh, it was a few weeks ago. What I'll do is I'll I'll get something together for the next episode. Yeah, do some research. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do some research. Do some research, um, and then it'll all be fine. But no, um, yeah, Paris. I think is you. You would have thought, wouldn't you, that Paris, France, would be quite modern. I would have thought that. That was my thing, but mm. obviously not. Well. We went on a family trip in May and the little supermarket around the corner did have a vegan section in the fridge and it's sold. Was it just an apple? (laughs) Little vegan section. No, it had proper, (laughs) proper, proper vegan products that were marked up as, you know, like a vegan range of stuff. Um, But yeah, restaurants was was more of a challenge yeah um we did actually go for pizza did we go for yeah we went for pizza okay um and it was it was very good i'll give them a shout out in the in the show notes um yeah it was very good um but it wasn't a wholly vegan place it was um it was just like a vegan option yeah but, um yeah it was it was very good thanks for listening hope you enjoyed it thank you we'll see you next time yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, seek us out. Certainly, yeah. seek us out on social media how I, at, at How I Vegan Podcast, and um, email us How I Vegan Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.